And welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today is going to be one of my favorite episodes of all time that we're recording this year. I always look forward to watching or listening to other people's version of this. And now I officially get to do my own. So excited for this. We are talking about our year-end top 10 albums of 2018, our personal favorites, ranked from 10 all the way to number one. This was agonizing to do, but we did it. Excruciating. Oh my God. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I had to rearrange slash add slash subtract bands and artists from this list. It was really, really uh, a lot to go through. And there was just so much good music that came out this year. I cannot stress that enough. So actually it's good problems to have if you really think about it. Oh yeah, for sure. But for a um, you know, super music fan, you know, this is his or her worst nightmare to pick a top 10. Not only to pick a top 10, but to rank it. And we can't just do a top 10. So honestly, without these, it would have made it even harder. So we gave ourselves five honorable mentions additionally to this list. So that way it's just the albums that just fell short of making the list, but there's just still really good listens and we couldn't leave them out. So we are doing honorable mentions as well. But yes, top 10 ranked. So looking forward to this. Eric, before we can get into that, as always, we have our top three international countries of this week. Are you ready to dive in? Ready. All right. Well, welcome back. Coming in at number three, we have the United Kingdom. Welcome back indeed. Coming in at number two, we have Brazil. Nice. Brazil, going strong. And coming in at one, taking the top spot this week, they've been holding strong in our top three for the past couple of weeks, and now officially at number one, we have Mexico. Nice. Mexico. Very well deserved, guys. Very well deserved. So there you guys have it. That's our top three. Number three, the United Kingdom. Number two, Brazil. And number one, Mexico. Thank you to all of those countries that listened to us this week. Thank you to everybody who takes the time to click play and listen to our podcast. I really can't thank you guys enough. And as always, if you want to make it to our top three next week or any week after that, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have. And we could be shouting you out next. So without further ado, let's jump right into it because there is so much to get through today on this episode. Eric, let's hear your top five honorable mentions that just fell shy of your top 10 best albums of 2018. 
So you know me and you know my music taste, so you might be surprised to see some of them on this list. But without further ado, here are my top five, no particular order. Both Sides of the Sky by Jimi Hendrix. Nice. The Sciences by Sleep. Used Future by The Sword. Scorpion by Drake. Very nice. And Lush by Snail Mail. So I love all of these albums so much. You know, just because they didn't make it into the top ten doesn't mean they're any less special. But, you know, the ones I have in my top ten were just a little more meaningful. But every single one of these albums on this list is super meaningful to me. Of course, Drake, you know, I said a lot about this album on a previous episode. You know how much it means to me. Snail Mail. Oh, man. I mean, I'll be honest. I I teared up at some points on the album just because it meant that much to me, the lyrics. And The Sword, of course, you know how I feel about The Sword, one of my favorite modern bands. Fantastic band. If you haven't checked them out, I highly, highly recommend you guys listening to The Sword. You will not be disappointed. As for Sleep, they haven't released an album in quite a while, probably 10 years, so this is a huge comeback for them. They are huge in the stoner metal community, so devil horns up to them. And Jimi Hendrix, I love this guy. He is... A guitar god. Legend. Yes, so he had to go on my honorable mentions list. And, you know, just a little bit more on Snail Mail. She's kind of bringing that alt-rock 90s spirit back with a bit of a, of a twist. So this was definitely a must-add on this list. All right, so I've shown you mine. Now you show me yours. What are your five honorable mentions? Okay, this was really tough for me going throughout albums that were dropped in 2018 so many solid releases. It was really, really hard to narrow down. Even to get an honorable mention list down to a five-slot you know, uh, thing was extremely difficult. I managed to do it. I still have albums in mind that didn't make any part of either of these uh, lists, but it is what it is, Eric. It has to be done. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> All right, so coming in at number five, I put Cosmic by Bozzy. It is the debut full-length album for this artist. I'm telling you guys, look out for him. He is definitely one to watch. There were so many bangers off of this album. He has a song called Mine that was one of my favorite songs of 2018 that was also off of this album. I saw him live actually at the title Brooklyn event for the Benefit concert. Great show. So many positive things to say about this artist. Definitely one to watch for the future. I think this is just the beginning of him going on and and really perfecting his craft. Coming in at number four for my honorable mentions, I put Skinny Dipping by Stand Atlantic. That was their debut pop punk album. I heard about them through Neck Deep. They were supporting Neck Deep on the tour that we recently went to. We did an episode back on that back in September. Their lead singer, Bonnie, has such a grit to her voice. Definitely more punk, leaning on the pop-punk spectrum, but they are new in the pop-punk community, you know, fairly new. So I think they have a lot of potential here. If you like bands like Tonight Alive and that type of sound, definitely worth checking this band out. You will not regret it. So Skinny Dipping, Stand Atlantic, that's my number four pick for honorable mentions. My number three pick is also pop-punk, Whoa, surprise there. (laughs) Um, It is Composure by Real Friends. So that is Real Friends' third full-length effort. I think this is their best album. Um, 
emphasis on album because to me their EPs are still the best work that they've ever put out. Uh, Late Nights in My Car and, and all those great EPs that they put out early on. But I think as a full cohesive project, Composure is really such a good album by Real Friends. They really redeem themselves off of their album, uh, their sophomore they fell into the sophomore slump, in my opinion, and they really bounced back with this sound. And I think they finally found their sound on this album. That is Composure by Real Friends. That's my number three pick. My number two pick for honorable mentions, K.O.D. by J. Cole. I had to, to mention this album because even though it didn't make my top 10 list, it is such an influential album. There are so many hard-hitting topics on this album from relationships to substance abuse to self-doubt, depression. Um, the list goes on and on. There's so many topics on this album that, that are covered by J. Cole, and he's just such a phenomenal lyricist, and he is one of the best rappers in the game right now, in my opinion, uh, one of the best modern-day rappers. So if that doesn't tell you to check it out, I don't know what else to say. So K.O.D. by J. Cole, check it out. And my number one honorable mention that just barely, ugh, man, it was it was tough to leave this off the top 10 uh, list for me, but Honorable mention, gotta say it, number one, Kamikaze by Eminem. This was his big comeback. He just, he in true Eminem fashion, because you never know what to expect, he dropped this album as a surprise. Nobody knew that this was coming, and this was pretty much an attack on everybody that targeted him for his last album revival that didn't do so well. It wasn't that well-received by critics and fans alike, so he just came back hard on this album, not only made fun of himself and took that power away from everybody else, but really just gave it to all the critics that talk shit and everybody that said that he is washed up and that he can't still do this anymore and really put everybody in their place and made it known that he is still one of the greatest legends in hip-hop, period. Kamikaze, definitely worth checking out, just barely, uh, you know was I, it was so close I wanted to put it on my list but you know honorable mention there you have it so lo- those are my five cosmic by Bozzy skinny dipping stand Atlantic composure by real friends KOD by J Cole and kamikaze by Eminem very nice and yes it was very difficult for me to put my picks on honorable mentions list because oh my god they're, they're all just so good especially the snail mail one I mentioned it was just such a meaningful album lyrically for me because I could relate to it on so many levels, but sacrifices had to be made. I hear you, Eric. I really do. I hear you. I just wanted to say before we get into our top 10 best albums of 2018, this is just our personal opinion before people's feelings get hurt. If we don't have your favorite album, doesn't mean that it wasn't a good album doesn't mean that you shouldn't like it anymore, doesn't mean that the albums we pick suck and the albums you pick are great and vice versa. It just means that we're all human beings with different tastes and different opinions. And that is the beauty of this show. And that is the beauty of co-hosting with Eric because he doesn't know my list. I don't know his list. But guess what? We're going to talk about it here. We are going to hear each other out and listen to reasons why these made our top 10. And we're going to like it. And we can agree and we can disagree. And that's all good. 
but it's all fun here, all right? The point is to have fun with it and not take it too seriously. It's not do or die. So if an album that you love that's near and dear to your heart does not make this list or you completely disagree with our list, just know that we respect your opinion as well and we cannot wait to hear your feedback on your personal list. Maybe you can send us some recommendations. Maybe we missed out on an album and maybe we didn't look into a certain artist or you know whatever the case may be you can let us know totally welcoming suggestions and feedback from everybody and with that being said I think that was enough of a disclaimer Eric let's do it what is your number 10 spot for your top 10 best albums of 2018 and why so my number 10 on my personal list personal list of best albums of 2018 is Unicorn Curry by Gary Lee Connor. Now, for those of you who don't know, Gary Lee Connor is the guitar player, or was the guitar player, of The Screaming Trees, and he just released a new solo album called Unicorn Curry. And what I love about this album is that it really does bring together not just all of his influences, but you can hear you know, bits and pieces of the old Screaming Tree sound in this album. You hear psychedelia, you hear garage rock, you hear pop influences as well. It's all there. And what I love is that his voice and his ability to play guitar, it's just gotten better over time. It's some of the best guitar playing I've ever heard him do. He is just awesome. Gary, if you're listening to this, I think you're a freaking god. You're a grunge legend, and I love you. Eric, I know how much you love the Screaming Trees, so I can only imagine how much of a treat this must have been for you to listen to. Yes, absolutely. It felt so good to not just hear his music, but to hear him, you know, really continue to put music out after all these years and just put himself out there and to really just take his craft seriously and continue to expand on his sound, you know, it felt really awesome. And what is your number 10 spot? Well, Eric, I am glad that you asked. Coming in at number 10 for my top 10 best albums of 2018, I put I Don't Think I Can Do This Anymore by Mooseblood. Now, anybody that knows me in real life and if you checked out our episode because we reviewed this earlier this year and we went to the show and we spoke all about this. So if you listen to that episode, you will know how much I love the band Mooseblood, one of my favorite bands, period. They are an alternative rock band in the emo quote unquote vein and they are so good. They bring it every time from their early stuff, their EPs, their earlier albums, Keep You In Mind From Time To Time, and Blush, and now we have I Don't Think I Can Do This Anymore, and I will admit, okay, I will admit, out of their three albums, I'll Keep You In Mind, Blush, and I Don't Think I Can Do This Anymore, this is my least favorite out of the three, that's just because their debut was just such a strong effort, and I fell in love with Blush. If you remember, Blush was my all-time favorite album of 2016. It took the number one spot for 2016, so it's hard to compete with those. However, I think that it was still good enough to make my top 10 ranking. I love these guys from the UK. If you've never heard of them, please go check them out. They are such a solid listen. I got Eric into them. Couldn't agree more. It was a great album. And, you know, like you said, the episode is there. So if you want to know how we really feel about it, go listen to it. 
Yes, go listen to our track-by-track review. I love that episode. That was a great one to make. All right, Eric, so let's hear your number nine. So my number nine is the album With Animals by Duke Garwood with Mark Lanigan, who is also an ex-member of the Screaming Trees, the lead singer to be exact. Of course, of course. So this guy, Duke Garwood, he's also UK-based. He is one of the more weird blues musicians I've heard, but in a good way. He definitely is inspired by the blues, but his recordings are so lo-fi that they're just so cool. You can put him on on a late night drive and you're just like, whoa, you know, you're, you're immediately transported to just different places. And what I love about this album is that it mixes his strange musicality with Mark's very rough old man voice. And it just really makes for a very amazing collaboration. It is so freaking good. And it's not like a, like when you think of Mark Lanigan, you think, oh, heavy rock grunge. But this album is quiet. It's more of a ambient record. It really sets a dark mood, but it is not any less, you know, chilling, so to speak. Now, what is your number nine? My number nine, Sweetener by Ariana Grande. I chose this because it's Ariana Grande. I mean, how could you not have her on the top ten list? Her voice is phenomenal. Okay, and even the songs that she's putting out now, which are, you know, separate from this album is for her next album that she's already planning. Um, She's going on tour next year in the U.S. and she's bringing Normani with her, supporting her. I cannot wait to go see that show. Spoiler alert, we're going to be discussing that on here sometime next year when I go. And so she is preparing already for another album that she's going to release between now and then. So probably sometime early spring, we'll get another album from her. And she's going to perform both of these albums, Sweetener and Thank You Next, on this new tour. So I really respect the hustle, really respect the dedication to to focusing on her art and focusing on what she does best, which is her vocal range is ridiculous. I loved these tracks on Sweetener. They were bangers. You heard them on the radio. I heard them on the radio. But the album itself is really solid. You know, I got to tell you, it's hard to follow up albums like My Everything in 2014 and Dangerous Woman 2016. Dangerous Woman was one of my favorite albums of 2016 that year. But Sweetener did it really well. And I think she is just continuing putting out really solid work and I'm really excited for her next album before this tour because the two singles that she dropped thank you next obviously everybody's heard about that by now and the music video is so cool love the music video for that so creative um and the song imagine that she just recently released her vocal range on that song is ridiculous uh it's it's actually phenomenal that she's able to pull that off in a live setting that's how you know she's the real deal i can go on and on about ariana grande but we don't have all day to do so so with that being said that is why number nine sweetener takes that spot very nice and yeah i can definitely appreciate her work ethic and 
how much she's going to bring to those live shows. That's probably going to be one hell of an experience. I will keep you guys updated. You will be the first to hear about it here when that rolls around. That's going to be sometime next summer that I go check out that show. Really looking forward to it. Highly anticipated. And I have a feeling that her next album is going to be her best one yet, just in my opinion. With these two singles, man, I'm telling you, she's she's on fire right now. Alright, so my number 8 is Bad Witch by Nine Inch Nails. Now, Nine Inch Nails, as some of you may know, those who follow the band closely, they put out two prior EPs to this album called Not the Actual Events and Add Violence. This new album, and I say album loosely because it's only six songs, 30 minutes long, was supposed to be the third installment in a trilogy of EPs, but Trent Reznor decided to just abandon that idea and release it as an album. And wow, what an album. I mean, I've been on and off with the Nine Inch Nails for most of my life, but I've always appreciated their work. A friend of mine got me into them in high school. So that's how, that, that's as far back as my connection with them goes. But this album, oh my God, like every song is just on fire. Trent is just a force to be reckoned with. There's everything in there. There's distorted guitars, electronic elements, haunting vocals. So freaking good, definitely an easy listen, and a, a very powerful listen as well. It was just so freaking good to, you know, really listen to Nine Inch Nails again. And what I love is that this definitely brings back that industrial spirit of the 90s that he had on albums like Downward Spiral. So if you guys like that stuff, I think you should definitely check Bad Witch out. Definitely worth a listen. Sounds great, Eric. It really does. It sounds like everybody should go take the time to check that out. A nice comeback for Nine Inch Nails. I'm into it. I'm definitely into it. Uh, coming in number eight on my list. All right. This is a little bit of a stretch because I'll explain. It's Dua Lipa in parentheses, the complete edition by Dua Lipa. So, she has a self-titled record. Technically, it came out in 2017, and that's when she she's been big in the UK for a long time now. You know, we're in here in the US, we're late on Dua Lipa. But this year she came out with the complete edition with extra songs and remixes and remasters of other songs. So, therefore, it still qualifies to make my 2018 list, and I'm so glad that it does. Dua Lipa is one hell of an artist. I hope that she sticks around for a really long time. She knows how to make songs that are extremely catchy, that get stuck in your head. She, there is a song for every mood on this album. There are party tracks. There are slowed down, stripped down versions of songs. Definitely worth giving a listen to. Check her out. I love her to death. And she had such an amazing year in 2018 with music and I really do believe that she's going to continue on the path that she's on and release more amazing stuff. She does a lot of great collabs with people and I understand why because who wouldn't want to work with an artist like her? Extremely talented. I love everything that she brought to the table with this album. Very nice addition to your list. All right, so going into my number seven, it is Boarding House Reach by Jack White. So this album was actually a very big stylistic change for Jack because, you know, as people who follow Jack White and his bands know, he's very much about old instruments, about old-fashioned recording techniques, 
He's very anti-technology, but this album just completely does away with all of that. He is embracing technology. He's embracing other sounds, electronic sounds, electronic instruments. He is using new guitars as opposed to old-fashioned guitars, antique guitars like he would in the White Stripes and all that. And this, yeah, this album is just such a stylistic change because it's such a wide collage of different sounds on here. Of course, you still have the garage rock that he's well known for. You have, you know, the loud guitars, the loud screeching guitars he's known for. But you also have some neo-country in there, some soul influences, some electronic influences. There is a lot in this album. It's definitely my favorite out of the three solo albums he's had, and it's just so freaking good. I, I really anticipated this album. I knew Jack White was going to make it to your list. I just didn't know where, but I knew who's going to make it on. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> yeah, this album was definitely a game changer for him, and you know what? If he continues to embrace the future in this way, I can't wait to see what you know future sounds he's going to incorporate in his in his music. If anybody doesn't know that's listening to this, Eric and I are completely team Jack White, just like I've gotten Eric into many bands uh, that we've discussed both on and off the podcast. He got me into Jack White, and I am so glad and thankful that he did. Such an amazing talent. All of his projects that he's done and collaborations that he's done. What an amazing musician he is to the core. And speaking of amazing musicians... He has some of the best musicians working on this album. A huge wide array of musicians, both male and female. So shout out to every single one of them. All right, so what is your number seven? My number seven is Queen by Nicki Minaj. Now, let me tell you, this year was a rough year for Nicki Minaj. But all things aside with personal stuff and everything that's been going on in the media, you cannot deny that Queen is such a solid album. I listened to this album since it dropped. I haven't stopped listening to it since. She really lays it down on this album and I am so glad that after her break that this is what she came out with because she took some time in between albums to just have some personal time to step away from music. So this is her big return to music and Queen is one hell of an album to do so with. There are some really great features on there as well. We have The Weeknd on there. We have Foxy Brown on there. We have Eminem on there. The list goes on. This is an album that you can listen to the songs within the context of the album, or you can listen to them separately on shuffle or individually. does not matter. Either way, that is how dope they are. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Queen by Nicki Minaj. Gotta make a shout out to her for my number seven. She really lays it down. All right, my number six is Oxnard by Anderson Pock. Wow, very nice. Nice choice, Eric. Why? Let's hear it. Yeah, I was very, very excited for this album. The first time I heard Anderson Pock was actually on a tribe called Quests. Amazing 2016 album. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. And after I saw him perform with them live at the Grammys, I was just totally sold. Because I was like, wow, this guy is just so unique. I have to find out more about him. So when I found out that Oxnard was coming out, I was like, I gotta check that out. And it did not disappoint at all. So many amazing sounds, such great production, such great guest appearances. What about that lead single with Kendrick Lamar? Oh Tins? my god, yes. Love yes. that song. And the, that's another thing I wanted to say. Not only does 
Anderson Park dance, rap, sing, and is a great lyricist, of course. He plays instruments, so he plays drums on a couple songs on this record, and he does it so well. And of course, the guest appearances are fantastic. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, J. Cole, Q-Tip. So freaking good. Such a great album. Every song is amazing. I love that, you know, some songs are definitely serious, but others you have humor in them as well. And then others are just feel-good songs that you can put on literally whenever. It's such a great album through and through, and I highly recommend it. Eric, I love that choice, and I freaking, I can second that. I vouch for you. I've seen him live. I've seen him perform where he's rapping, and he's on the drums at the same time. He is such a true performer. That was a great album. I listened to it myself. Such great features, and just like everything that you said, I really highly recommend everybody checking that album out. Such a great album. Anderson Pock. he's one to watch out for. If you haven't heard of him by now, definitely give him a listen. Yes, absolutely. He is a must. If you love hip-hop, he definitely has to be on your playlist. All right, so what is your number six? Well, speaking of hip-hop, Eric, The Carter Five by Lil Wayne. Anybody that knows me knows that this was going to make my list in some capacity. They just didn't probably know where it was going to rank. I gave it solid number six. Speaking about returns to music, this was a long time coming. We've been waiting for music from Wayne for a long time, and I know he's been waiting to put stuff out for a really long time. We did an episode based off of this album that you can go listen to everything that we had to say basically on Wayne's big return but that is why it made my number six because not only was it his big return but he did not disappoint with this album it is so good and Eric you even got into it and that was a huge shock for me because you know I love to expose you to new music and and stuff by artists but I really didn't think that this was something that was going to stick with you and resonate with you and I'm really glad that it did yeah, this definitely took me by surprise because, as I said in the episode, I've never followed Lil Wayne that much. But I'm open to anything. I'm always open to trying, you know, most styles of music once. And I genuinely enjoyed this album for what it was. And I did too, and that's why I made my list. This is definitely high up for the Carter series. This is one of his better Carter releases, and I am so glad that he's back and has returned to music. A lot of young money on my list, you know, back-to-back Queen with Nicki and the Carter with Wayne, and I am not sorry about it because these albums were really great releases. 2018, Young Money's taking over. (laughs) Hell yeah. And I knew that would be on your list somewhere, If, if not... On the first half, then somewhere on the second half, but pretty up there. Oh, totally, totally. And Eric, here we go. We're heading into our top five. This is no BS at this point, people. No BS. Top five best albums of 2018 in our opinion. To narrow it down, to make the top five, it is no small feat, you guys, because like we said, we listened to a lot of music this year. It was extremely hard to narrow it down and to even order it. So for these albums and these artists to make the top five, just want to throw it out there, that is a huge deal to make our personal favorite top five. So with that being said, Eric, starting at number five, who did you pick and why? So this is actually someone we mentioned in your honorable mentions list, but he is my number five. 
K.O.D. by J. Cole. Nice. Yes, this album was, in a word, just phenomenal. I mean, everything. And I love the running themes throughout it of depression, oppression, drugs, coping with the stresses of life, so much social commentary as well. And of course, the samples that he used were amazing. His delivery was amazing. His brutal honesty was amazing. And it was just so, so freaking good. You know, I loved it from start to finish. And I love that the whole thing just comes together so well. It actually, uh, it reminds me of uh, Trap Called Quest's last album in that sense. There is a running theme that, you know, you can spot easily in every song. There's a route that goes through every single song. And that's and, a huge compliment. Tribe yes. Called Quest to her legendary. So that's a huge compliment. Yeah. You know, because throughout both albums, like you hear things that you heard on earlier songs and then they reappear again. And it just kind of ties the whole thing together. And that to me is just amazing. It really, you know, ties together the meaning of an album and makes it that much more powerful. So that's why this is my number five. Yeah, Cole really put it all out there on this album, and that's why I had to mention it. K.O.D. is definitely worth checking out. If you guys haven't listened to it by now, I don't know what you're doing. This is definitely one of Cole's strongest efforts to date, in my opinion. And just to reiterate, J. Cole, for all of you guys who are going through something stressful and you're looking for a way to deal with it, in the words of K.O.D., choose wisely. Choose wisely. All right, Eric, and coming in at number five, I have Glory Sound Prep by John Bellion, okay? Wow. And before I get into why I chose this album, I just want to say one of my best friends in the entire world put me on to John Bellion, and I cannot thank him enough for doing that. John Bellion is such a phenomenal artist. You want to talk about talent, Eric, the amount of instruments that this guy plays and his songwriting and his lyrical skill is truly something that there are very few artists out there like him to date. He is one of those rare breeds where he can literally do just about anything. And that voice, that range, oh my god, man. Glory Sound Prep is his sophomore full-length album. It came out just about two months ago at this point it was such a great album there are songs on there that I just listen to over and over again like uh, conversations with my wife cautionary tales stupid deep the internet blue couples retreat Maz joint the list goes on and on it's a 10 track album that's the only thing I have uh, to complain about it. It's just I wish that we got more, especially after The Human Condition, which is still my favorite album by John Bellion to date. But, you know, you know it's a good album. It leaves you wanting more. Right, Eric? Oh, yeah. Uh, if, if you want to know how I feel about that, just listen to what I said at the end of the Drake episode. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So shout out to John Bellion, number five. Glory Sound Prep, such a solid album, such a phenomenal artist, cannot say enough good things about John Bellion. With that being said, Eric, what is your number four pick? Before I go into that, I'm just going to say that it sounds like that John Bellion album is highly recommended, so I'm going to have to check it out for myself. Oh yeah, please do. Please do. Totally. 
Alright, so my number four spot is Both Directions at Once, The Lost Album by John Coltrane. So freaking good. I can't... Oh my god, it's just so amazing. This man. I mean, I don't know what to say about him that hasn't been said before. This guy is just iconic. I mean, him and his band. This album is was lost for a while, but... Luckily, John Coltrane gave his wife a copy of it, which allowed it to survive, and his son put it together and was able to release it. It's an album that's made up of mostly originals, and wow, I mean, what a statement. The arrangements, the musicianship, it's so awesome. John Coltrane, you know, he always has my attention, and what I love about this music is that, at least to me, it doesn't tire me out. You can put it on whenever and just get lost in it, literally. It's just such a trip. It is amazing. I love it. It's truly just jazz at its best and most mind-blowing. Oh, man, this totally deserves this number four spot on my list. That sounds amazing, Eric. I really want to check that album out now after you ranting and raving about it. I'm not going to lie. Listen, man, I can totally understand why so many rock legends have cited John Coltrane as an influence. It's it's so clear. You know, you listen to him, and then you listen to to them, and it's the influence is, is so clear. It's The connection is just there. You know, he truly is iconic. He's influential. He's legendary. I love him. And what is your number four spot? All right. Coming in at number four, it's an album that we just recently discussed. It just made my list because it barely... Uh, you know, made a 2018 album list, but that is a brief inquiry into online relationships by the 1975. I am so glad that we covered this album on here. I love the band the 1975, as you may know by now that they are one of my favorite bands of all time. I love their previous releases, the self-title, and I like it when you sleep, which is still my favorite album by them. But a brief inquiry into online relationships. This was one hell of a roller coaster ride. There is really something in there for everybody. I cannot stress that enough. They dip into all these different types of genres. You have jazz elements, you have R&B elements, you have alternative rock, you have pop. The funny part about that is, is you would never think that they would be able to pull stuff like that off. But not only do they pull it off, but they excel in certain areas on this album. I cannot stress enough how many times I played certain songs off of this album over and over and over again. I'm still not tired of it. Some of my favorite tracks on there, we have It's Not Living If It's Not With You, Two Time, Mine, Couldn't Be More In Love, list goes on. Love It If We Made It, so many good tracks off this album. That is why it took my number four spot. I knew it would be up there. <laughs> oh yeah. And with with good reason. I mean it really was a very solid album. So Eric, now we are getting down to the top 3. Wow. Top 3. Yeah. Here we go. What is your third pick for your top 10 best albums of 2018? My top 3 spot is When I Think of You in a Castle by Post Animal. I knew this was going to be on here, too. I remember you ranting and raving about this album when it first came out. I remember all the variants you got of this album. You even saw them perform. So, yeah, I knew that this was going to be on here. Yeah, I have been, had been looking forward to this album for so long. You know, I, I listen to this band religiously. That's how much I love them. And I love that they can mix, you know, lighthearted pop melodies 
and really heavy guitars as well. That's one thing I love about them. They do that so well and so seamlessly. They can mix so many different influences into one thing. I love that. I love that this made your list. I knew it was going to, but I wasn't sure where. And I am so glad that it is just as near and dear to your heart as it was back when it came out. Oh, yeah. And when I saw them live, so freaking good. Such an experience. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yes. And this is my very first post-animal show. But the cool thing about that is that by now, they have a larger following because they've been doing this for a while now. And another thing I love about this album in particular is that the band member Joe Keery is a little bit more present vocally speaking. So for those of you who don't know, Joe Keery plays Steve Harrington on Stranger Things and he's part of this band. And I love that on this album, he's singing more and it sounds really awesome. But this entire band is just so fantastic. They're one of my new favorite bands. They're so good. Put on a great live show and they're master songwriters. What is your third spot? I'm excited for this. Top three, Eric. Top three. So hard to narrow this down, but I am pretty confident in these last three okay because i've played (laughs) these albums in particularly so many times you want to talk about religiously i've played these so many times so with that being said taking my number three spot on this list is malibu nights by laney okay this was such an incredible album i've been following laney since the beginning and now they've blown up and they've done such great things they've come such a long way and they're in so much more of a demand now more than ever they're really getting themselves out there and i love it this whole album is about the roller coaster of dealing with being in a relationship and then breaking up and dealing with the aftermath of what comes with that all the emotions from the anger the resentment the depression the sadness the happiness the you know rebounding everything in between is all right here on this album Malibu Nights the lead singer of this band fun fact Paul Klein he was previously dating Dua Lipa who also made this list earlier in this uh segment But this whole album is basically about their relationship and everything that took place after the fact and him coping with it. And it was very therapeutic for him to get this out. So they released this back in early October. It's a nine track album. It basically tells a story throughout is such a strong, cohesive piece. If you are into indie pop rock, this is the way to go. Check out Lainey's older stuff, too. They are such a great band. I really, really love their sound. And Malibu Nights as a whole, this album, is such a strong effort by this band. And I love the story that they tell throughout because it's just so relatable. They have songs for every emotion. um, And yeah, Malibu Nights, that's my number three. That's an awesome pick, man. That's really awesome. I like that. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. What is your number two? All right. Number two, this was very, very hard to put it at number two, but I had to. Rainier Fog by Alice in Chains. Such a heavy album, such a personal album, too. I can. I really thought this was going to be your number one. You'll be surprised. (laughs) Just wait. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I thought it would be my number one, too, but after a very, very thorough analysis, as you know, of um, all the albums I listened to, yeah. You'll understand why. 
Um, but this album was just, oh my god, I struggled to put it here because it was just such a personal album. It's full of just so much darkness, and I can see why, you know, part of it is influenced by the deaths of, unfortunately, a lot of amazing musicians, you know, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, of course, you know. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace to you both. Love you both. That really influenced the songwriting, and it really is apparent. I mean, the songs are some of the darkest and heaviest they've ever written, in my opinion, but what really makes this album so good is the vocal melodies. I mean, oh my God. I mean, you know, I know that a lot of people, when they found out that William Duval, which is the current uh, replacement for Lane Staley, when he was going to replace Lane, people were really skeptical because they were like, oh no, what's this going to sound like? But William has truly proven himself. Not only can he hold his own as a lead vocalist in this band, but when him and Jerry combine, oh my God, it's like this one reviewer said, you can't tell where one voice ends and the other begins. That's how well they combine. It's all just one beautiful, angelic voice. Wow, that's incredible. And to be honest, now I have no idea what your number one is going to be because I thought that was going to be your number one, so I'm super excited to hear. You know what? I mean, maybe you might guess it, maybe you might not. You know me well enough at this point. <laughs> but um, But yeah, I mean, listen, I'm sure I'll be just as surprised by your number one because anything goes you know so that's true what is your number two? Oh, eric speaking of it was really really close between switching i switched these so many times even up until the point of us recording i switched the spots between one and two uh it was really a tight race for my number one spot and even now, as I'm about to say that it's my number two, it was just so close to be my number one. That's how good this album is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know the feeling. I'm talking about Bloom by Troy Savon. Pop perfection. Wow, what an album. This is the album that got me into Troy Savon. I listened to his previous album, and that was a great listen as well, but you can tell that he was still trying to get his feet wet in the music industry and trying to figure out his sound and find himself. And on this album, this is when he really takes the bulls by the horn and just goes for it. And it is such a good album front to back. So many good songs on this album. My personal favorites, My My My, Bloom, Lucky Strike, Plum, the Good Side, 17. I just named more than half the album right there. There's 10 tracks on this album. Ariana Grande is also on this album. She's featured on the song called Dance to This. Also a great song. This album is such a phenomenal album by Troy Savon. I was a casual fan before. This sealed the deal for me, and I'm here to stay after this album bloom it was really close to making my top spot and that's how much i fell in love with this album and he released this back in august late august and you know it's just one of those albums that i really connected with and each song is just so infectious and so catchy and so good and there's a bunch of moods throughout you know it's not your typical bubblegum pop and it's just oh man i can rant about this album on and on and over and over it's just so good front to back there's not a bad song on this album and uh with that being said 
it was really, really hard to put this at number two. I, I was very close to putting this at my number one. But here it is, Bloom, my number two spot by Troy Savan. Go check out Bloom. Seriously, guys, go check out Bloom. So good. Hey, listen, I'm surprised either way because I had no idea you listened to Troy Savan. So there you go. I'm very surprised that he's your number two. The more you know. <laughs> exactly. And I agree. You know, just like you can rant about that album forever, I can rant about Rainier Fog forever and Alice in Chains forever because oh, it was such a, such a strong release, man. I love it so much. Eric, here we go. I'm setting you up with a drum roll. Coming in at number one for Eric's top best albums list of 2018, what is the best album in your opinion? So the best and my favorite album of this year is Digital Garbage by Mudhoney. You know, now that you mention it, I do remember our conversation about this, and you did mention this quite a few times before. Now it's all coming back to me. It makes complete sense why this is your number one. I get it now. I'm glad you actually kind of forgot it because it was a surprise to you, wasn't it? It was. You did. You caught me off guard with that. I thought your number two was going to be your number one, but now that I know your number one, it makes total sense. And now you know why it was so hard to place Alice in Chains at number two, because those two albums, they're neck and neck. Oh my God. So tell us about your number one. So I picked this for a variety of reasons. A, it is a no BS rock record. You know, it's no filter through and through. If you know anything about Mark Arm which is the singer, he holds nothing back as a lyricist. He's brutally honest. He's pissed off. You know, he, to me, represents grunge, one of the singers that best represents it, at least. And as for the album in general, you know, it it covers so many subjects. It covers the dangers of wanting to be popular on social media. It covers the environment and the destruction of the environment. It covers, you know, themes like paranoia as well. It covers our, you know, just society, you know, themes of our society. It's such a multifaceted album in terms of different themes, and the music complements that so well. You know, everyone is amazing. Everyone is on fire. They're firing on all cylinders. They have not freaking lost it. And to me, Digital Garbage definitely is among their best work. It can definitely measure up to Superfuzz Big Muff, which was their very first EP, and of course, Every Good Boy Deserves Fudge, which is their second album. Clever. And, yes. And even Since We've Become Translucent, which is, you know, at least one of my personal favorite albums. It's definitely one of their more varied records because it has jazz influences and everything. But this album is just so much fun, so pissed off, so aggressive. It embodies everything that I've come to love about grunge. But what I love about it, and I think this is maybe the one of the main themes of the album is that for all the ugliness that we have in the world, we can always find ways to escape that if we really try. And the last song exemplifies that. I love that. I really do. I love that. And it makes total sense now that that is your number one pick because we had this conversation. I love some socially aware music. Definitely got to go check that out. And to all of our listeners, please go check it out. Yes, please do. It is definitely a must, especially if you're a fan of just no BS rock, and if you're a fan of Mudhoney. Eric, do you have any idea what my number one is going to be? I have ideas, but I'd rather not say, because on the off chance that I guess it right, I would. I don't want to take that pleasure away from you. <laughs> I, think so. you I think you know. I think. Well, you know. who knows? I mean, I'm sure you had an idea of what my number one was going to be, and you were wrong. So in case I'm wrong, take it away. Eric, what is your number one? Hit me with a drum roll, please. 
coming in at number one for my best albums list of 2018, we have Scorpion by Drake. I was wrong, actually. Really? Yes, I was wrong. Wow. You know what? I mean, if it's Drake, I am all for it because I know your love of Drake. And how can you not be number one? Here we go. I told you when we reviewed this album back in the summer that this was going to be my number one. And I even said, I said, it's going to take somebody to really put out some solid, you know, fantastic piece of work for them to dethrone this because this was the album that I played throughout the entire summer. This was the soundtrack of my summer. And I ended the summer going to Brooklyn at the Barclays Center and watched him for the very first time perform live. And he played the majority of this album. I can go literally go on and on about how much I love this album and how much I love both sides, the hip-hop side and the R&B side of Drake. This is an album that I played since it came out and if it honestly, if we, this was back in the day and I was playing this in a, on a cassette in a car somewhere, the tape would have been way scratched by now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's how much I've been playing it. It was my most stream album of 2018. Spotify alerted me and let me know. That was no surprise to me. Drake with Scorpion. So many solid songs on this. Just a couple uh, to name a few. We got Talk Up featuring Jay-Z. We got 8 out of 10. We have After Dark, Nice For What, God's Plan. We have Don't Matter To Me featuring Michael Jackson. We have Finesse. There are just so many, you know, the list goes on and on. I have been following Drake for a while now and Take Care is still my number one favorite album by him. But I got to tell you, Scorpion makes it up there as a close second. That's how good i believe that it is and it is definitely one of the better albums in drake's catalog in my opinion and that is why it made my number one spot for 2018 he stole the show i had a feeling he was going to troy savan came in right after drake and uh he almost dethroned him it was close but drake still takes the number one spot on my list for best albums of 2018 very nice. You know what? It's it's actually very fitting. It's a young money takeover on my list. We have <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, and Drake all made my list this year for 2018. Really solid releases. They should be proud of themselves. Good job, guys. Doing doing a lot for the hip-hop community in 2018. Hell yeah. And as for my list, it was kind of a grunge takeover. Not straight grunge all the way through, but still. Had a lot of legends on mine. Oh, yeah. You totally did but i love for the majority of both of our lists we have a good mix yeah we absolutely do. That, yep. that was important to make sure that you know we really put all of our music tastes out on the table i'm proud of us eric i'm proud and this is just the stuff that made it guys i mean imagine the stuff that didn't make it oh yeah there was a lot on the cutting room floor let's yeah. put it that way yeah it was this was the hardest episode of the year but you know what it's one of my favorites 
And with that being said, we want to know what are your top 10 best albums of 2018. We really want your feedback on this. I want to compare a list, what made it, what didn't make it. Do you agree with our list? Do you disagree? We want to hear all your feedback. We want to know what's your number one album of 2018. I really want to know what took people's number one top spot. That is going to be interesting to find out. And guys, most importantly, we just wanted to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And if you guys don't celebrate Christmas, we just wanted to wish you Happy Holidays! And we hope that you guys get everything that you want this year. We hope that you guys stay in good health. And most of all, we hope that you continue to listen to us going into the next year. We only have one more episode left this year. And that episode is all dependent upon you. So we are taking listeners' questions. We are doing a Q&A to round out our fantastic year of 2018. So we want to hear from you. Any music-related questions, head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and we cannot wait to answer them for our final episode and just give a huge thank you and shout-out to everybody that took the time to listen to us this year. So look forward to that next week, our last episode of the year. But until then, guys, be safe, have fun, and happy holidays from Music Matters Media. Matters Media.